0: Hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I'm going to be talking to you about a highly requested yet niche topic, and that is how to hire your kids and the tax benefits for doing so. Now, this was requested by several of our students and members inside of our course, Unfuck Your Biz, and our membership, Profit RX. So we decided to whip up a bonus training for our Profit RX members on this topic. We also turned it into a blog post, and now I am here to share with the masses via the podcast. So I'm going to be reading through the blog post. I'll do what I usually do when I read through some of our content. I'll stop and maybe share some stories or, or side anecdotes, but... It's going to be a pretty short one if you want to see the blog post um, for yourself or bookmark it so that you can look at it later we're going to link that down in the show notes but you can find it at notavglaw.com forward slash hiring hyphen your hyphen kids so that's the url for the blog post okay so here we go how to hire your kids and the tax benefits sometimes parents have got to put their kids to work whether the reason being character building or an actual need for them to earn money or for the parents to get help. There's also another reason, the tax benefits. To get these benefits for yourself and your children, you need to know the do's and don'ts because we don't want to piss off the IRS, get you audited, or incur penalties. The benefits. Some folks hear tax benefits and immediately dive in without thinking whether those benefits are even, well, beneficial to them. This tax benefit allows you to pay your kids and save tax dollars. However, there's that's still... Only a benefit if you can afford to and want to pay your kids. And I don't ever see people really talking about this point. Here's what I mean. You pay Timmy $5,000. Awesome. That saves you some money. Let's say $1,000 in taxes. It's still a net loss to your bank account of $4,000. This absolutely does make sense if you, one, tend to give Timmy an allowance anyway. But this is more of a win-win. Or you want to and can afford to set Timmy up for future success by putting that money into savings. However, if you're doing this just for the tax savings while piling up tax debt or credit card debt, it might not be the best move. Spending $5,000 to save $1,000 leaves you with $4,000 less to pay those balances. You hear me? If you want to learn more about deductions and taxes, we have another fabulous blog post on our website and lots of past podcast episodes. You can check all those out. Okay. So if you're still with me and thinking, absolutely, it makes sense um, to pay my kids and get the benefits, let us continue on. And also, I should note, for those of you that are listening that are like myself, I have no children. Um, But if you have nieces and nephews or just other young people that you care about, that you want to help out, you-, you could totally do this as well, right? Um, Basically, what we're talking about here is just paying... It's, it's not they're not really special rules for children um, for the most part there is a little bit but really we're just talking about paying young people to do work in your business and then getting tax deductions just like you would for hiring anything else. The only difference here is that child labor laws exist and sometimes those labor laws are more laxed for working inside of your own family. and then also um, if they are a minor of yours, the tax returns are a little bit different, those kind of things. okay. So how much to pay the here's the general rule, you must pay real and reasonable amounts for actual work. So I'm going to give you some personal examples for this. Growing up, I spent about half my summers from age nine to 13 roofing with my dad, he paid the minimum wage, which is 525 per hour cash I hated it, but it got me out of the house. I bought myself a bike one summer and an Xbox the next. At first, he just had me walk around with this big magnet thing on wheels to pick up any nails that may have dropped into the client's yard. Once I got a bit older, I was entrusted with a box knife to cut shingles as needed. Then I advanced to roof demolition. Dad gave me tasks I could reasonably manage each summer given my age and ability. When I'd go back to help in high school, I was finally strong enough to carry 70-pound packs of shingles up the ladder. You would not ask a nine-year-old to do the same thing. And that pretty well exemplifies the tax rules here. You must ensure when hiring your kids that they are completing actual work responsible, reasonable for their age, experience, and abilities. That's the first part of the rule. You must also pay them a reasonable wage. It would not have been reasonable for dad to pay me the same as his other adult contractors who could do twice the work I could in probably the same amount of time. So basically, one, only pay your kids for stuff they can and should actually be doing. And two, don't let nepotism impact the wage. So I think this topic is really just a lot of common sense, to be honest with you. How does this actually work? Hiring your kids does not necessarily mean that you need to put them on payroll or issue a 1099 at the end of the year. Any child that is under the age of 18 can be paid from your business up to the standard deduction amount, which changes from year to year. But for 2023, it is $13,850 per year without having to file a tax return or pay taxes. You can pay them up to that amount without them having to file a tax return or pay taxes. It's a logical rule because the deduction will reduce any income they earn to $0. Just note their reasonable way, just note their wage must be reasonable yet again. If they work $200 during the year at $15 per hour, you would pay them $3,000. That's the math on that. You can't just round up to 10,000 for the tax benefits. I have a typo there. Um, Emily, as you're listening to this for the show notes, I said, you can just round up. It should be can't. If you can edit that for me, that'd be great, but I'll try to remember and note that the amount of hours worked should also be reasonable. Having your fifth grader clean your office once a week for an hour. Great. Filing papers a few hours a month. Sure. Working your front desk eight hours a day during the summer. Maybe not. Also, we're not talking about child labor laws here. That's a different post different topic. If they are underage, ensure you're familiar with the laws regarding breaks and maximum hours allowed to be worked in your state. Contractor or employee. Generally, you can pay your kids as a contractor without having to issue them a 1099 or as an employee via a W-2 if your business is solely owned by one parent or by both parents with no other non-parent owner. So basically, there's no ownership aside from you or your spouse. It makes the most sense to pay your kids as contractors. Bank transfers or checks are best, not cash. Make note of what the payment is for. Records are important in case you have future IRS issues. Deposit the funds in your child's bank account. If the IRS decides to ask for proof, you will need to ensure you can substantiate the tasks they complete. In order to do that, ensure you are keeping records of their times and their workload just like you would for any other employee. Another way to substantiate the wages paid to your child, depending on how much you pay them, would be to assist them in filing a tax return so they are also claiming the income you are saying you are paying out to them. If they received a W-2, even if you are claiming them, a tax return can and probably should be filed. Just ensure your tax repair or TurboTax knows you are claiming them to ensure there are no errors in filing. If they are paid above the current standard deduction, they are required to file. Unfortunately, if your child is over the age of 18, they will need to pay the necessary taxes depending on if you decide to pay them as a contractor or employee. If you are able to provide a W-2 for any children under the age and not and not have to pay FICA, payroll taxes, and they will not need to pay Medicare taxes or Social Security taxes. What to do with the money? This is a question that may be best left to your financial planner. But as we're talking about not huge sums of money, we may be able to keep things simple. Roth IRAs are a great route. For more uh, info on that, we have another blog post you can check out. You can contribute up to $6,500 per year in 2023. Those funds then grow tax-free until the kid's retirement, which is a fantastic way to give them a head start. You can also look into college savings vehicles or high-yield savings accounts. There's also nothing wrong with letting kids manage those funds for themselves once old enough. They could use the savings towards their first car, movies with friends, etc. Ultimately, friend, that is up to you. So that concludes the blog post. I think we covered the major questions people would have on this topic. If you have follow up questions, feel free to post those in our Facebook group, Braden's Besties. You can go join that, just search Braden's Besties on Facebook. It should pop up. Drop any questions you have there. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. You found it informative and helpful. This is a good little piece of tax planning for you to work into this fiscal year before the next tax year rolls around. Once your kids are old enough, you can put them to work. And I think that's all That's all I have. We're going to have a fun topic for you next week. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure that you share it with your friends, leave us a review, do all the things. And I'll be back in your podcast app ne- next week for another episode.